Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, did a soldier from World War II return to help an active duty soldier survive an attack? Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That it is, 855-853-4802, our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Uh, you can write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. And if you want to help support the show and keep us on the air, well, hey, become an extra podcast person, as we call them. Sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash realghoststories. When you do that, you don't just you know get that, that tingly, feel-good, loving feeling in the bottom of your stomach because you're supporting the show. Oh, no, you get much more than that. You get our bonus episodes, our advanced episodes. You get the full archive of episodes, which is the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories. You get our ebook, you get our audiobook, uh, and it's all ad free too. So you get to skip all the ads that you'd otherwise get uh, if you listen on the free feed. So sign up, ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Tony and Harper with you on today's episode of the program. And uh, happy October to you. Hello, people. <laughs> And what's going on in your world? Well, first of all, I just want to start off with, what are you going to be for Halloween? <sighs> Have you decided what you're going to be for Halloween? A killer clown. Is that the final yes. answer? Yes. Okay. Okay. Because the other week you're kind of like zombie-ish and... I still do want to get a mallet though. <laughs> you want to what? Like one of those like prop mallets that we, sh- that we saw. We're not going to carry a prop mallet around and threaten children. <sighs> That's been done and people have gone to jail gotta be kidding me. <laughs> yeah i mean you can't do that there was a uh here's a funny story uh i want to say this was in connecticut um i don't have I, I i think that's where it was i could be wrong i talked about this today on uh, dark side of our other podcast uh, there was a man who was wandering up and down uh the well, okay i'm gonna look this up because the uh the town actually played into it a little bit uh, think of horror movies. Think of some of the weird, crazy things you know that you've seen in horror movies, and you go, "Oh, that would be horrific if I saw that in real life." Th- those sort of moments is what I want you to think about as we uh, go into what exactly happened here. So I'm trying to get the story pulled up. Well, this is going to be bad. Why is it going to be bad? Because you're telling people to think about all the crazy scenes in horror movies, which yep. is basically the entire horror movie, and okay. telling a story. Okay, it was not Connecticut. <laughs> it was in Galveston, Texas. You've been to Galveston, Texas. That's the town that has the yes, um, yes, I have the big uh, amusement park out on the yeah. the pier. Yeah, which is really pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Uh. So a man in Galveston, Texas, uh, on Monday ahead of the hurricane that came in, uh. Uh, ABC reporter Micah Hatfield captured a man walking down Galveston Beach dressed as someone's worst nightmare, Michael Myers. So the big white mask. I was imagining something like Michael, like Michael Myers. It was, and he did a great job at it too. He even, but he was walking around with a knife as well. Uh, like a real knife. 
it appeared to be. Oh, shit. But he wasn't he wasn't going up to anybody or threatening anybody. In fact, some people even came over and wanted to get their picture taken with him. Oh, and, and, he, and he gladly did it. And but somebody was kind of scared. Police came and they did arrest him. Um, and uh, what did they? Char- I'm trying to see what they charged him with. Um, but he's he's out now. He, he uh, said uh, he was trying to find a way to bring a little bit of positivity into the gloomy doomy. Uh, but it appears not everyone found it funny. <laughs> so <laughs> he's got our kind of sense of humor. So like <laughs> like people like us and probably a lot of listeners of our show would, of course, find that kind of funny. But the thing is, the thing we all have to remember, most people don't think like us. I know. And, <laughs> and that's sad. And, and and that's the thing with this audience. That's why this audience is so cool, because everybody really kind of thinks similarly. So people are like, oh, that's great. I Totally. You'd much rather see Michael Myers walking up and down the beach as a hurricane comes in than seeing, you know, the Easter bunny, you know, jumping around. If I was an adult, I'd be actually I'd be more disturbed by the Easter bunny. I know I'd be I'd be terrified by the Easter bunny. I would probably flip the Easter bunny off and that, throw him into a like um, they'll be terrifying I yeah mean, like I, I would if i saw if i saw michael myers going up and down the beach i'd be like oh that's really cool somebody's doing a michael myers thing if i saw an easter bunny i'd be like oh my god there's someone completely insane i wonder if they have a bomb underneath that costume you know that would be <laughs> what i would be thinking more scared of the bunny yeah more scared of the bunny because it's basically hopping around on a beach during a hurricane yeah Michael Myers? Okay. Somebody's, Michael Myers. Somebody's got a sense of humor. So, <laughs> so there you go. It's hilarious like that because like you can be terrified of something so innocent during a hurricane, but but be completely fine with something that's out of a horror movie walking mm-hmm. around during a hurricane. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I think I feel the same way though any time of the year, whether there's a hurricane going on or not. But you know, a bunny rabbit jumping around. Michael Myers, I'll pick Michael Myers yeah, for, for I'd the pick, laugh. I, I'd pick Michael Myers yeah. as well. Like, Yeah. All right. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's go to our first letter of the day. It says, from the fall of 2005 to the spring of 2007, I was in Iraq, Operation Iraqi Freedom. I was an unsavvy hospital uh, corpsman uh, stationed with the CBs. We went on missions with the U.S. Marines and U.S. Army units to fix blast holes from Ides, usually in the road. A lot of times these were traps, either an extra explosion or two. During these operations, I was either manning the radio unless I had to do my job, my job being combat uh, medicine. The nights went on, CBs filling the hole and replacing the area. We had an inner ring of Marines guarding us and the outer circle of Army. We were protected and suddenly all hell broke loose. We started receiving small arms fire, and then a Marine high uh, black hu- uh, back Humvee was hit by two RPGs, rocket-propelled grenades. It was immediately on fire with two Marines in it, and they were not moving. Just to let you know, I'm getting to the paranormal. So I grabbed my med bag and my M16. Yes, I was issued an M16. I ran towards the burning Hummer. I got to the driver door, and it wouldn't budge. And then it hit me. A bullet, aware in my back it did hit my body armor and cracked it i rolled under the hummer got up trying to open the passenger door this one opened so since it was burning i got the marine in that seat out stopped put a tourniquet on his right leg started back to friendly area for a med evac i went back for the driver and when i got there i got hit two more times 
but I managed to drag this kid back. I went back for my bag. I got hit again. I was down for the count. I woke up being shook up. Then a sharp slap was my dad. He was wearing World War II Marine combat uniform. He told me that it was not my time to die and he helped me up and helped me back to our lines. Then I woke up in Fallujah Surgical. But here's the rub. My dad died in 1997 of a stroke. Yes, he was a World War II Marine. I think back on this, I was as good as dead. My dad, who passed away almost 10 years before, saved my life. I've been asked by other CBs, Marines and soldiers, who was a Marine who saved you? I just say, my dad, and laugh it off. This is one of the many things that made me desire to be a paranormal investigator. I have so many other stories that as God is my witness are true. I hope that you read this on the air. I'll share more. I love your show and will become an EPP soon. Thank you for letting me ramble on here. I did get to the point. Thank you. Well, that's fun when you're being shot at in the back trying to save something. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, what an experience. And and you're, you know, relying on your body armor to save you. That uh, if that bullet's not hitting that body armor or a party that's exposed, you know, you're out. And it just the stress and the utter, you know, life or death, you could die at any second moment that, that someone's going through when doing that has got to be so incredibly stressful. But then to have that experience when you pass out, I think it really just, you know, it shows, yeah, it sounds like dad was there and uh, understood what they were going through. Yeah. That was quite a, a story. Thank you for sharing that with us. Our number is 855-853-4802, or you can write in at uh, realghoststoriesonline.com to share your real ghost stories with us. And if you want to get all those bonus episodes, advanced episodes, all the uh, all the great stuff that uh, we got for you as a supporter, it's only five bucks a month. Do that at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash realghoststories. I have college to pay for, for that cute little girl. You hear we're talking every single week on this program. Well, if I go to college, if I go to college, Dad, if I go to college, and I end up in this radio community, and I'm and I'm okay with that. I'm trying to get people to become EPPs, honey. Don't shoot down. She just needs a pair of sneakers. That's all. I'm kidding. No, I'm. I, I'm <laughs> anyway, I, I'm going down this road, Dad, of doing your job. No matter what, so yeah, she's just counting down the days till I kick it. Uh, yeah. Uh, look forward to more me on the show. God. <laughs> anyway, sign up to be an EPP. Ghostpodcast.com or Patreon.com/slash Real Ghost Stories. <laughs> yep, that's us. What? Nothing. Okay, my next story. Here we go. <laughs> About three weeks ago, my husband took a short trip to Vermont to visit my stepdaughter and her family. We live with our two children in a home that my husband grew up in located in Edison, New Jersey. I stayed home from his trip because my children had school and I've recently gone back to school myself, taking real estate courses online. The night before my husband was to return from his trip, I was very tired and decided to go to bed around 10.30 p.m. 
I normally fall asleep with the television on because I find it difficult to sleep in complete silence and darkness. We have a golden retriever who sometimes sleeps in our bedroom at the foot of our bed, but she was downstairs in the foyer on this night. My two teenage children were in their bedrooms with their doors shut when I went to bed. I fell asleep almost immediately. I was in a deep sleep when I woke up to the sound of loud breathing. It seemed to be coming from my husband's side of the bed. In fact, I thought it was my husband for a moment, but then I remembered he was in Vermont. I looked at my cell phone on my nightstand to see what time it was, and I was surprised that it was exactly 12 midnight on the dot. I got up, checked in front of my bed to see if it was my dog that I had heard breathing, but she was not in the room and my door was shut. I opened the door and saw that both kids were in their rooms with the door shut in my bed, in my mind. I thought perhaps I had woken myself up with my own snoring. I laid back down and was drifting back to sleep when I felt the sheets over my body pull ever so slightly towards where my husband lays next to me. In fact, it felt exactly like when the person next to you rolls over on their side and pulls the sheets off your body. For a moment, I thought to myself, maybe I was dreaming. So I purposely laid completely still. Within a minute, I heard the breathing again right next to me in bed and did not move a muscle. Once again, I felt the sheet over me pulled towards my left. I'd never been so scared in my life. I jumped out of bed and ran into my daughter's bedroom and closed the door. I laid there all night too afraid to go to sleep. I did not want to scare my teenage kids, so I kept this to myself and told my husband the next day when he got home. Of course, he was surprised when he heard my story. I don't know if he truly believed it happened until three nights later. I'd gone to bed, bringing the dog with me for support. Before my husband came up and I fell asleep with the light on and the door open, my husband was locking the doors downstairs and turning off the lights. When he came to bed, he looked down at his pillow and told me the next day, of course, that there was an indention in his pillow that looked as if someone's head had been lying there before he got in the room. Each morning, I take our pillows off to bed and put throw pillows on. Before we go to bed, we put our sleeping pillows back on the bed. We have no explanation for any of this, but I do know that I'm not crazy. What happened to me was real. Around two years ago, I was home alone during the day and heard very loud, frantic knocking. I thought it was my husband knocking, but when I looked, there was no one. When I thought about it more, it sounded like the knocking was on an inside wall of the house. Luckily, it didn't happen again after that. I don't know why this is happening, and I hope and pray that it'll stop. I believe in God and hope that when we die, our spirit goes on to a better place. Even though I was am terrified of what happened to me that night. I never thought in a million years that ghosts or spirits are real. I have no explanation for that night. It had to have been a ghost. What else could it have been? A demon. <laughs> That's the one else I could have been. Right there. You're just right there, ready to answer whatever comes out of my mouth within 0.5 seconds. Bonus points for being attentive. Yeah, I mean... You're right. I mean, there's there's a lot of things that it could have been. Why are, are you just saying that to say that? Do you really? Why, well, why would you lean that way if you do? Or I don't know if you're just saying that. I'm. Just, I mean, like I'm. I'm just answering the question. What else could it be? A demon is what else it gonna be? Wow, you said that in a really creepy like <laughs> voice. Like, what the hell happened there? Did you have like food in your mouth or something? No, no, no. Allergies. 
Okay, yeah. It sounded like it's two, two separate voices. It really kind of did. It sounded like you were possessed for a moment, where, <laughs> where, where the possessed people can talk in like two different vocal tones simultaneously. <laughs> nope, nope. Okay, it's just allergies. <laughs> Allergy, allergies here in Arkansas, kids. Well, they're not like allergies out west or out east. Nope. When we get allergies here, the demon comes inside of us and just takes over. Yeah, no, the allergies turn me into demons. And sometimes we never get them back. But that's why we take... Trying to think of, I'm trying to think of an allergy. Holy water. What would the allergy medicine, the creative <laughs> name for the uh, allergy medicine that makes demons go away? Um, like the Buster Five Thousand, like <laughs> Demeritan, like you know, like Demeritan. <laughs> we get the demons away, you know. I don't know. I think that would be uh, quite yeah, an that'd be in- glorious. interesting concept there. Eight five five eight five three forty eight zero two is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. We'd love to hear them going to jump over to a phone call. Holy. I'm talking slowly because I'm trying to get the darn folder to load. Oh, wow. And there we go. <laughs> Yay. It's working fast today. Hi, let's hear your call. Hi, right, Tony. Calling back from Western PA. I just heard you read my story about my haunted house. It was great to hear it. It was therapeutic. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um... <sighs> I didn't think I'd have a follow-up, but I do. Um, uh, after I opened up about this, I decided to reach out and see if I could get some more information, and I tried to contact the priest. And uh, he's still alive. And I found him. He's retired in Florida. And uh, between the old Google machine and my mother's past records, I was able to find him. I got his name, and uh, I called him. He wouldn't respond. He wouldn't answer a phone call. So I went old school and I wrote him a letter. And what do you know? He uh, he responded quickly. So um, I had the letter. It's right here. It's on uh, a priesthood stationery, believe it or not. I'm not going to read all of it. I'm going to try and be as quick as I can. Um, here's some highlights. I didn't want to respond, but this always stood out for me, being a lifelong child of God. I never thought I would experience what I did and the events brought me closer to God. I was a much younger man and brave man back then. Now I don't think I could take it. As a man of faith, I didn't see many Hollywood pictures that portrayed hauntings, demons, spirits, etc. You could say I was fresh meat, so to speak. I brought my Bible a large cross. Didn't usually bring holy water because we didn't use that in our faith, but this time I thought I needed it. Uh, we didn't use that on the blessing uh, of the house of the Christian fellowship, but I felt I needed today. It was a bright, sunny day. Construction crew was digging up the street. The machines were so loud when I entered the house, I shut the door as if I entered a vacuum. It's complete silence. I opened my Bible, proceeded to read my blessing scriptures. Bible one hand crossing the other, made my way through the house, slowly reading and stopping. A drop of holy water from all seemed normal. Until I began to smell a rancid odor, rancid sulfur, rotting food, just out of nowhere. I set my Bible and cross down and paused to refresh with a glass of water. After I finished my water, I turned to retrieve my Bible and cross, and the Bible was gone. 
My cross had been shuffled across the counter that was behind me. Now I feel a sense of fright, but only to refer back to what brought me here in the first place, my faith. I began to retrace my steps, look for the Bible. As I entered the living room, there it was in the middle of the floor. And I'm certain now that there was someone up to some hijinks and some child playing games in the house. I wasn't alone. So I began calling out, okay, now the gig is up. You can come out now. Convinced I was being pranked. I began to play a hide-and-seek game with a house to myself. I began searching and asking, where are you? I eventually gave up, gave up and decided it was time to wrap it up. I was on the second floor near the two bedrooms. At the time, I proceeded to walk down the stairs. Before I could reach the bottom of the stairs, I heard a loud thud or bang come from above where I was. I thought, aha, I found you, just to head back up and find nothing. I said, well, aside of while I was up there, I would maybe spread a little holy water, only to find my holy water had turned to vinegar. I swear to you, son, vinegar. What happened to me next, I will never write or speak of as long as I may live, which much, won't be much longer. That's where I left and never looked back. God bless you, son. It was specially relocated, and he signed his name. The priest also said in a letter that my mother said to please make sure you go to the attic and bless that as well. Well, he left before heading up there. By the way, I wasn't aware of any attic in that house. So this gets even creepier. Tony, thanks for reading these letters. Uh, my mind is swirling with what else could happen in that house. I don't know. There's an attic, a door I didn't know about, or what's going on, but my mother seemed to be concerned about that door. But he did reach out and uh, love the show, Tony, and uh, I don't know if I have much more, but if I have anything else, I'll tell you, but I think that's a pretty much the end of that story. But uh, thanks again, Tony. I love the show, and all the luck. Best of luck to you. Bye. This sounds like something out of a Goosebumps book. It really kind of does. Like, it's a real-life Goosebumps story. Like, uh, Welcome to the Dead House. I know. That was my favorite one as a kid. Like the creepy hidden attic. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it it's like a real-life, you know, spooky mystery like, horror. I, 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 it would be, I think, if you want to add another chapter to this... I think that's where we need uh, we need him to go and uh, you know do a knocking on the door, and then go in and can I see the attic and then see what's in the attic? Because like, I think yes. that would be interesting. Yes, be, and like tell us what happened in the attic. You know, is there? I because I wonder. I wonder. You know, if there's an attic there, and if maybe because I know sometimes people have done this, they just uh, maybe there was an access point at one time, and then some owner said, "Screw it, I'm just gonna." Go just go over it with drywall and then completely eliminate the access point. I wonder if that could happen while you've never seen a door there. Or if somebody did that for a reason, too. Yeah, like something like to keep something up there. Or it could like like mold problems because stuff like that happens where people would like seal up like attic doors to keep mold. Seal it up really good. Yeah. 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 It's uh, I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, thank you for sharing. And yes, if you do have more, uh, we of course would love to hear them. Let's hear one more caller. Hi, you are on the air. Hey, Tony, this is Michael with, uh, from South Carolina. Uh, 
I was just listening to one of your podcasts where you were talking about um, how people can have uh, haunting experiences without even looking for them, and that reminded me of a story. Uh, it's very short, so I'll be uh, uh, very detailed. Uh, I had a job, and I was out of town, um, so I drove up to uh, Charlotte. I knew of a 7-Eleven that was recently built, and I thought, okay, I'll fill up uh, uh, with gas there and get a cup of coffee. And uh, it was a, it was about 10 a.m. Uh, on a Saturday. It was, it was a beautiful, cool uh, morning. It was, it was great. And I pull up to the pump, and on the other side of the pump was a newer style. It was a dark red Cadillac. And I get out, and I see that there is a uh, woman sitting in the passenger seat, an older woman. Uh, she had white hair. It was short on the sides and the back, and it was, like, permed on top. She had a light um, yellow, uh, I forget what they're called, but they're the uh, uh, sweaters with the buttons on them. And uh, she was just sitting there, and I didn't think anything of it other than her husband must be pumping gas on the other side. So as I'm filling up, I can hear the noise of, you know, somebody using the pump and I'm not thinking anything of it. And, uh, while my truck is, uh, uh, filling up, I just sit in my seat and I'm not even looking at the woman at this point. I mean, I'm not going to stare at her. I don't think anything of it. I hear the person finish up, uh, with the pumping their gas. And I kind of look up expecting to see her husband. And I see a young, uh, black female, uh, getting in and I thought well that's an unusual combination and I look back down in the seat the woman's gone and I'm like I'm sitting there thinking to myself wait a minute did she, there's no way she got out and went to the store you know so I'm looking at the store I'm looking back at the car I'm looking back at the store I'm, it's kind of comical I just kept looking back and forth and the, the young lady just drove away and I'm sitting there going, wait a minute, I know I saw a woman sitting in there, you know. Um, so I don't know if, you know, that she used to own that car. I would have loved to have talked to her and just found out if the woman just bought that car. You know, there's so many questions. And why did I see it on a crisp, you know, beautiful Saturday morning, you know, at a fairly new gas station? Uh, just one of those uh why me kind of uh, scenarios. So I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I am an avid ghost hunter, but, you know, I'm not going to share stories about that stuff. I think it's more entertaining when it's stuff that you're not even trying to find. Uh, and I do have some stories about that, too. So I will share those another time. Hope you enjoyed. Bye. Well, it's one of those things where it's just like, well, like, to the, like, could have the woman like gone in and went to the store mm -hmm. or just was like waiting outside and like went to check on her husband or just could have been something like that but if it were to like i actually think it's a paranormal story but that was just kind of like a little theory yeah no i mean i think it makes sense i i would lean that it probably was something that was on the unexplained side of things yeah yeah Thanks for sharing. One more call. Hi. Hi. I've been listening to your podcast for about three years now. Um, 
I have so many stories I could tell you, uh, but the one I'm going to tell you is involving my three-year-old son. The house that we moved into is actually the house that my uncle passed away in eight years ago. Um, he was only 35, um, so unfortunately it was a really big surprise for all of us. He never got to meet my son, and I always knew that I would talk about him when my son was older and could understand more. Um, so it wasn't really something that we talked about now. Well, I have a security camera in my son's room because he has seizures. And the one night I caught him talking to someone, but there was no one there. And then this really bright light came on the camera. Um, I didn't see it until the next morning. So I asked him who he was talking to and he said, Uncle Gary. And I said, who? And he said, Uncle Gary, I was talking to him. So I pulled up a picture of my uncle. I said, who is this? He said, oh, that's Uncle Gary. And I didn't, I couldn't comprehend what was going on. Um, I had a sense of happiness and feeling protected, but still very shocked. Um, we've been living here for over a year and on multiple occasions, he will talk about him and what they play and what they do. And it's just something really nice. Um, anyway, thank you for everything you guys do. I feel really normal listening to some of these stories, considering I've had a lot of stories myself growing up. Um, but thank you. Bye. Well, that's a, that's a nice one. Yeah. There. And just how the uncle is just playing with the child. Yeah, I, I think it's it's one of those where you, there's no other way to explain something like that. The child's not not getting you. They, they didn't plot this this big prank that they're going to do at that age. Like, uh-oh, get here. You're not going to get any more uh, honest than a child of that age. And then when they're able to tell you things like that, it, it's unexplainable other than the, ex, the explanation that's right there is Uncle Bill was there in, in this yeah. case. So. Thank you for sharing that uh, that story with us here on the program. That's going to wrap up Real Ghost Stories Online. So if you want to be uh, an EPP, an extra podcast person, sign up. Help keep us on the air. Get the bonus episodes, advanced episodes, and more, and all commercial-free at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash Stories. Until next time, for Harper, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online.